Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com. Hi guys, and welcome to episode 17 of Hashtag No Filter. I'm very excited today. I have someone here who has not only been on TV, but he is also an incredible force in the restaurant food industry. His name is Justin Turner. You probably maybe know that name. He won Chopped season... Oops. <laughs> It's called The Bold and the Bacon Full. It's the, the name of the episode. I think it's 28. Okay. There's so many seasons. Either way, I'm sure they... So Chopped. He was yeah. on Chopped and won on Chopped. Um, and he's a very um, big name in uh, the Houston restaurant scene. And I'm just very excited to have him on today. We're going to talk about various things. We're going to talk about his industry, um, how he got into the industry, dating and relationships when you're in that industry, and more. So we're just going to dive right in. Welcome, Justin. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. Um, well, first, before we get into anything else, tell us a little bit of your background, how you got into what you are doing now, your story. Tell us a little bit. So, originally from Chicago, uh, moved to Memphis when I was 16 years old, mm-hmm. uh, immediately started cooking. My first job was at a uh, fast food chain. Oh, cool. Uh, Wendy's. Yeah, uh, yeah. I did that for about a year. Um, from Wendy's, I went into a famous barbecue place in Memphis. Huh. Um, not knowing that cooking was going to be my thing. I've always loved cooking, cooking shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a little kid, I used to watch like uh, Yen Ken Cook mm-hmm. and uh, Julia child yeah. a frugal gourmet um but i started cooking uh for money uh to mm-hmm. pay for my car insurance and um i just kept getting good jobs so after the barbecue place i worked at an amazing italian place did everything from scratch wow. piqued my interest a little uh but what did not pique my interest was the money mm-hmm. um kid guys and cooks uh still to this day uh 20 years later don't make um great money really okay. uh, you make more money in the front of the house mm-hmm. so I decided uh, to move to the front of the house got a job at Outback Steakhouse mm-hmm. waiting tables um, and then like six months into it uh, there was an issue in the kitchen they needed help they asked uh, if anyone on the, the floor could help out for the night they knew that I had experience in the kitchen I said I would um, and flash forward six months after that I was in the kitchen pretty much the whole time wow uh, I worked my way around the entire kitchen I was working uh, grill, uh, which you know normally takes a while in their system. And, the, and one of the uh, head kitchen managers said, "Dude, you should do this for a living." You're wow! How so, how old are you now, or how long ago is this? I was eighteen. Oh wow! Yeah, amazing. So, uh, yeah, it worked a lot uh, right away. I started at uh, fifteen, mm-hmm. um, got all that experience in that first three years, uh, and then uh, basically eighteen, nineteen, uh, asked my mom. If if I can go to culinary school and she was like your school record sucks uh, I pretty much barely you know skated by by graduating high school uh-huh. uh, she was like I'm not going to pay for it so I'll send you to this class if you pay half and it was a, a course that was six weeks long um, it was really for home cooks and caterers and people just to get a little bit more education Yeah. Uh, but the chef was amazing his name's Joseph Carey and he this um, was where? in Memphis, Memphis. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he kind of took me under his wing hmm. for that six weeks. Uh, I did a lot of the demonstrations. I did a lot of um, uh, what he required in the class from... Uh, 
a participation standpoint. Mm-hmm. And then he got me a job at this, uh, it still to this day is top, one of the top restaurants in Memphis, uh, named Erling Jensen's. Wow. Um, and so I kind of started off at the bottom, uh, worked my way up yeah. and then he opened up a second location. And from there he asked me to be the sous chef. So wow. I worked my way basically from like a dishwasher slash prep. I mean, guy. you've done everything. Yeah. Wow. So I worked my way up through him. That was a great two years of education. Uh-huh. Um, worked for him for two years and then left there to go work for an amazing chef uh, who's still one of the greatest mentors I have mm. today um, at a country club. Um, hmm. I did that for about a year and a half. Um Got into, uh, got an offer to be a personal chef uh, for a basketball player. Cool. Uh, his name was Jason Williams. Okay. Uh, AKA White Chocolate. Yeah. Uh, he used to play for the Sacramento Kings. Uh-huh. Um, got traded to the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Um, so I was his chef for like three months. That's so cool. Yeah, it was awesome. That's a fun one. Yeah. Um, got fired. Mm-hmm. Um, Why? Or we should get into that? No, later. no, we definitely <laughs> should get into it. No, he's awesome. We're still in good terms. Okay. Um, but yeah, just, you know, uh, for what I do cooking and for what they needed, yeah. um, it wasn't a good fit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and there was a morning where they called me, uh, basically to heat up oatmeal. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And I was like, yeah, this that's not, work. no, no. So, mm, no. <laughs> um, I told them I wasn't coming. They said, you, you know, you're not going to, but you're fine. I mean, you're fine. It's not like it ended on bad. Terms. No. Yeah. So, um, I left there, became an executive chef of my first restaurant in a tiny town called Monticello, Illinois, mm. um, just on, uh, just near Champagne. Okay. Um, and I was at my first executive chef job. I did that for a year. Um, and then my buddy, who the my mentor, who was at the country club, uh-huh. was opening up his first restaurant back in a little town just south of Memphis called Hernando, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was going to do an upscale, upscale Creole steakhouse. Mm. I was going to be his sous chef, uh, but also head pastry chef, uh, and come in and, and be in charge of specials and doing the whole thing. Cool. So I jetted back. Yeah, to, you moved a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, jetted back. Um, worked for him for another couple years um and then uh i got asked to work at this uh french bistro famous in memphis Mm -hmm. uh they wanted to redo the whole thing uh and bring in a more seafood element more Mm -hmm. fresh lighter dishes um so they hired me to do that and while working there another basketball player oh my gosh approached me uh his name was shane battier Uh uh-huh and um, we ended up talking, falling in love with each other. Oh, yeah. Uh, very much on the same page as far as what my goals mm-hmm. were cooking, what he wanted from a chef perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started working for him kind of part time, uh, just run over to his house, cook lunch, mm-hmm. uh, run back to the restaurant, yeah. uh, do dinner, blah, 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 go back. Uh, and then he got traded to the Rockets and he asked me to come with. Is that how you got to Houston? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my so god! I was his chef in Memphis for three years. Did a few restaurants there as more consulting, uh-huh. uh, writing menus and recipes. Uh-huh. And then uh, when he got traded to Houston, I kind of moved as his chef and his personal assistant. Huh. Uh, his assistant, uh, Anne, was amazing, uh, but she was in her late 70s, didn't want to oh. move to Houston. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of took over about 60% cool. of her duties and um, was his chef. Wow. And I did that for four and a half years. Wow. On top. And then we had a conversation um, at the beginning of the year four about the possibility of him being traded. Right. Um, and how he felt like, you know, it could be multiple trades throughout his career left. Uh-huh. Uh, since he's not, he's a great and amazing player and, and probably be in the, in the Hall of Fame. But he's not a as well-known name as right. like, you know. LeBron James. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, he felt like trading was going to be in his future. Mm-hmm. I had just met my son's uh, mom. Mm. And I was kind of thinking mm. to myself, I don't really want to leave Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to kind of stay. Yeah. And uh, my clock, you know, just like girls have an internal And a biological clock, clock is ticking. <laughs> my restaurant biological oh, clock was ticking. And I felt it. like I'm not going to be able to put in 90 hours a week, uh, much past 30. Mm-hmm. So I just was turning 30. 
30 or 31. Um, and I had an idea uh, after I came back from a trip to Portland. Mm-hmm. And they have an amazing street food scene. I think I've heard that, actually. I've never been. But no, I- more trailers than food trucks. Huh. All kind of permanent-ish. It's awesome, yeah. Uh, way better setup for the customers. Yeah. There's tables, chairs, tents. Oh, cool. Uh, bars. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So it's re- kind of uh, uh, more modern. But I thought, man, Houston has nothing like this. And this was eight years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. So I thought I can come back to Houston, build my own parking lot, yeah. put my own trailers, do four or five different things, and it'd be all my yeah. brand. Yeah. Um, and I found out when I got back, I couldn't do that. <laughs> uh, the rules suck. Yeah. Uh, they still suck. They yeah. haven't changed. And uh, so I still thought, man, a food truck would be mm-hmm. killer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, go back to my childhood in Chicago. My grandfather had some businesses in Chicago. Uh, named after his father-in-law, Jack. Mm-hmm. And so my whole life up till I was like 10 years old, I thought Jack was his name. Uh, oh because God. everybody at the stores, he had a liquor store, and this will date me, but <laughs> I used to work at his liquor store as a oh, little kid. Oh. Uh, so my mom would let me work uh, at this liquor store mm-hmm. ringing up the cash register, uh, and they called me Little Jack. And um, till I was like 11, uh, uh, I thought his name was Jack, and my grandmother started screaming at Bernie one day. I'm like, who the fuck is Bernie? <laughs> and she's like, like well, who is this guy? Yeah, I'm like, Grandma, you've lost your, you know, I called her Bima. Yeah. I'm like, Bima, you've lost your mind. And yeah. she's like, no, Bernie's your grandfather. Oh told me the God. whole story. And I was like, that's cool as shit. I want to name my first business after him. Oh, my God. And so uh, I knew it was going to be Bernie something. Right. I thought either pizza, hot dogs, mm-hmm. or hamburgers mm-hmm. was going to be the most approachable food for people to walk up mm-hmm. to a truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this case, a school bus. Yeah, um, yeah. But I felt like burgers was my best way to be creative mm-hmm. and control the whole process. I'll make my ketchup. I'll right. make my mayonnaise, my mustard, my pickles. I'm not going to buy Heinz or French's. I'll make right. it all. Right. Uh, and I'll create something unique to me. Wow. I did not know uh, any of this. So then it was Bernie's Burgers. And I was like, Bernie's Burger Truck. That sounds fucking lame. You need the alliteration Bernie's there. Bernie's Burger Bus yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah. I'll keep the yellow and black. I'll do the school theme. I'll call my burgers the principal, the substitute. The it's, your menu is so clever. It's all Thank so clever. All uh, but it was a night of me getting super high and <laughs> I love it. Those are the, that's when the best ideas come. Uh, some, sometimes they do. Wait, so, so wow. That yeah. was when, and that was the, so when was that? This was eight years ago, eight years right ago. after a trip to Portland. Okay. Um, and then when did Bernie's Burger Bus, the first location, open? The bus. Oh, the bus. You first had the bus and then you had the Correct. Right, so right, right. I had one bus, uh, Oh, October 4th, 2010 oh, okay. was the first bus mm-hmm. um, that I got quickly grew into three buses mm-hmm. and had a stand inside NRG Stadium uh, where the Texans <sighs> yeah, yeah. that for two years uh, got fucked around yeah. and left. Yeah. Um, and then um, I opened Bel Air, which was uh, the first location. Mm-hmm. This will be four years. Four years? Yeah, this June. And so how many locations you have now? I just signed a lease on my fourth. Four. Yeah. That is only in the past four years. This has all been four years. Yeah, it's I've all- opened four locations and I'll be opening four locations in four years. That's- and I opened three trucks, basically four locations with the NRG. So do you still years. have the standalone trucks? I have one truck left. Oh, you do? One of the original buses actually inside the Heights. So you can go oh, touch, cool. watch people cook inside oh, that's the neat. original that's bus. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, all of our stores have the buses I was going to say Bel Air. I know. I've been there. Yeah. That bus in Bel Air has no meaning to me. Yeah. Um, we totaled bus two with no injuries. But yeah. We okay. totaled bus two, um, and we only had two buses when I had a Bel Air opening and I decided to keep them out on the streets during uh-huh. events when I opened Bel Air. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then right when I was looking at the lease space, uh, which took forever, it was about three years uh, for the Heights. Yeah. Um, I said, and bus one just crapped out on me. It was oh, like okay. on its second engine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not replacing this. For sure, for sure. That's going in the Heights. 
So, um, that is so great. So during this time, and we'll circle back to this again, but when did Chopped happen? So Chopped happened probably a year and a half into the Bel Air opening. Okay. So five years into the business. Okay, got it. Uh, they're pretty aggressive. They came to Houston on Facebook, really, and kind of blurted out, hey, we want Houston people. And you applied? or I, I applied and got called like within four days. Oh, wow. It was it was quick. Holy crap. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I wish I would have known it was that easy. I would have applied a long time ago because I've watched the show. Yeah, forever. yeah. Um, but I was just thinking to myself, do I want to go on there? Do I want to expose myself? If I lose, what does that do for me? Right, right. Uh, but you won, so. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, um, and I was I, I was at a point in my life when they were doing their whole media blast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I was confident I could be like, yeah, yeah I could walk in and do this shit. Love that. Yeah. That's awesome. We're going to get back to that. But that's, and then we're here today and you have four, you're about, you just signed your lease on your four. Just signed my lease. Just signed it. Well, congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, so as you know, or as most people know listening, my podcast is primarily about dating, sex, relationships, but also among many other things, but that is one of the main topics um, that it's kind of evolved into. So your industry, mm-hmm. when it comes to dating and relationships and hooking up and all the things, um, Anthony Bourdain's Kitchen Confidential. Yep. Do people really have sex in the freezer? Was it? Or- yeah. <laughs> no. So so yeah. how how is it dating in your industry? Uh, well, it's, dating is 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 what it is. It's right. all it could be is dating. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> marriage. Um, uh, relationships that are long term. Uh, they don't exist in your industry. Very difficult. Really? Um, yeah, because you, you work weird hours. The hours is insane. The hours. Um, if you're in any position like I'm in, where um, you have just a shit ton going on, uh, to work with my schedule and my priorities in life. Like for me, I'm a a, a, a prime example of everyone in my industry. You think you can make it work? You, you start off with a relationship with like my son's mom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you open up a business, mm-hmm. and she quickly thinks well I'm number three now you know right uh, very quickly right um, and, and 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 fair and totally fair yeah. I mean we me and, and my son's mom get along totally great uh, because we've realized that um, I couldn't give her what she needed right. which is attention mm-hmm. um, and uh, Nobody really in this industry, even if you work together, which that that dynamic's fucking weird. Yeah, I was gonna ask about that too. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> Wait, in, did she in work position, in the industry? She or, worked for me. Oh, she worked for you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I not okay. Not at, at first. She was in the apartment industry. Got it. Okay. Uh, but when I started Bernie's and I started, you know, picking up a huge pace, I convinced her to move out of the apartment industry and work for me horrible idea I was just gonna so is yeah, it you just bring work in now you're not well right it, you're intertwined in every everything. but do you think that's um I mean it's not it's all it's other industries too working with your significant other it's like sure. what is it don't shit where you eat yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah. like don't it's so that that yeah. got complicated I imagine very complicated yeah. there um time wise you know I'm on a food truck I'd start off at 6 a.m yeah uh on days like Thursday Friday Saturday I'd work till three or four in the morning yeah it's tough you have like a doctor. And then schedule. when I get home, <laughs> I want to do is crash. Yeah. You don't uh, have, you don't I don't want to go out right. and participate in life. So you so. need, so what if you, ha- what if it's someone else in the industry, not working for you or with you, but maybe that works better? Is it if they're both in that industry? Like, because, but maybe not, maybe your hours aren't the same. Yeah. I mean, no, you there's don't. still, there, there's, there's still a huge question mark on that. Um, I've dated in the industry. I've dated out of the industry. Um, what do you prefer? Um, fuck, that's tough. <laughs> I, I prefer in industry. Because um, they get it? Sort of. Yeah. You know? That makes sense. That makes um, sense. Um... But there's still this this like underlying jealousy, you know, of your time and or what you know, questioning what you're doing. Well, because you're your time. Cause well, because four a.m. You're right. So who know, you right? You might have gotten off at twelve, and then you have four hours, and you're, oh, and you know, you, your girlfriend walks into your restaurant and she sees these two cute waitresses, oh. and she thinks to herself when she walks away, "Why are you there till two in the morning? Are they there till two? In the morning? Okay. There are always these like mm-hmm. underlying layers. Yeah. Um, in and 
really and truly to do what we do in our industry at a high level. Uh-huh. And I, I don't even consider myself a high level because I do burgers and fries. But I consider myself a high level in that I don't just go out and buy product, cook right. it, and serve it. Right. I make everything. So the amount of time that is dedicated to that and the process of that yep. um, and the level of focus you need for that, uh-huh. uh, you can't have anyone else involved. So how so how does it work? No one's married in your industry? Like, how does it... How It's very hard. I mean, I would love to know a statistic on chefs that are in marriages and how long they last. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't yeah. think they're permanent. I, yeah. I, I would bet you that's a very low number. I bet yeah. you it's lower than most industries. Yeah. Um, because especially someone who is as hands-on as I am. Right. Which is everyone that is at a level where they care about mm-hmm. their craft. And you're there, you know, people don't realize, people don't see me at the restaurant as much. Right. But I have a store in Bel Air that is my commissary for the entire um, operation. Right. Ketchup, mustard, pickles. Oh. All made in Bel Air. Got it. Shipped around to Got all it. these restaurants for consistency. Mm-hmm. That starts at 4 a.m. Oh, wow. Are you there at 4 a.m. every day? I, I will pop in because yeah. I have to be in in where I have multiple uh, different things. I have to have the ability to pivot, to go into prep, to go into Bel Air, to go yeah. to Katie, to go to the Heights, yeah, to yeah. now down to Sugarland. Yeah. Um, and I have to do it without an, uh, really a handwritten schedule because what I don't want is my employees uh, to know that I'm coming. I want it to always right? be like... The best I'm quality, there. right? Yeah. Right, like not just when you're there, it's represent. all top notch. Yeah, so the, so it's just you're. It's just a very do you, do you, you know. And Bel Air is super important to me. I want yeah. to taste that ketchup before it leaves to go to Katie yeah. in the Heights. It's really good ketchup, by the way. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, but, but I need to taste yeah. the consistency. Yeah. And so, um, what you know, uh, I get. I get flack for um, in the press. Um, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, uh, for certain things, uh, and you know, one in per- person in particular is like, "Oh, I haven't seen him the last four times I'm there." I'm like, "You don't understand. You weren't in there from four to eleven, which I opened at eleven, right?" Um, and while we were prepping, and you have multiple locations, so that you might too. be schlepping, you know. But really, you know, my main focus is to get into that kitchen and make mm-hmm. sure everything's good. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I, I can't work have, 17 hours, seven days a week. It's impossible. I mean, I, so do you think, and you don't have to answer this, but do you think you would ever be in a relationship uh, long-term? Like, do you not see yourself getting married? Is it you want to get the restaurants to a certain place and then, like, or do you, you'll, you'll always be in the day-to-day? Like, how do you think? Well, my life has another layer, uh, which is... My son lives in Austin. Oh, right. You have a son. Right. Right. So me and and his mom are not together, and she lives in Cedar Park, which is a suburb of Austin. Oh, okay. That's about a three-hour drive for me. So... Oh, so you're going back and forth. Oh, yeah. When he uh, started kindergarten, uh, the beginning of... uh, Well, the middle of 2017, September 2017... um, Right before then, I knew that, like, I would be only seeing him every other weekend for, like, a day and a half. And I was like, fuck that. I want him in my life at least 50%. But my restaurants are here. Right. And I don't have enough scratch that I could throw cash to his mom to be like, move here for 13 more years. Right, right. So uh, I had to make a choice. I said, do I want to be in my son's life or do I want to not? So what I did is sold my house and got two little apartments. Mm. I have a tiny little one bedroom here and I have a two bedroom there. Wow. And, um, I just go back and forth. And you, will you, you'll spend a few days at a time in Austin and then come back? Then. I'll do two days here, three days there. Wow. Days oh, here. so you are, I'm back. you're busy. You have a lot. Why I don't you just... 74,000 miles on my truck in less than two and a half years. Oh my gosh. And and why don't you just open a Bernie's Burger Bus in Austin? Quality. Same reason. Oh, because you want to be around it all the I time. Don't yeah, add, yeah, 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 I don't want to add... I don't want to add preservatives. I can get it to Austin fairly easy if I add even natural preservatives, but there's still no, like... Um, 
Sure, not enough research to me. That, right. That natural preservatives are any different than <laughs> preservatives. Right, right. So, <laughs> preservatives. Uh, I like the fact that my okay. mustard expires pretty quickly mm-hmm. and my pickles expire. That's right? a good thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, I like all that. I didn't know your pickles were homemade, like made in everything. Wow. I mean, I think I, I, d- don't I need to catch up. My bun. Right. That's Sloto Bakery. Okay. And that's an amazing story. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's, yeah, very um, good. I've been eating his bread since Chicago. Oh. So his dad owned Deerfield Bakery in Chicago. Mm. And uh, when my grandmother, great-grandmother and my grandmother stopped making challah, we would buy it at Deerfield Bakery. Oh, my gosh. And I had no idea that he was making that bread here in Houston, his dad's restaurant. Right, right, right. So I tasted it. I was like, fuck, dude, this tastes just like. That's why your buns are so amazing. It's. Well, yeah. And there's something in the universe that said, hey, dude, you've been eating this challah since you were. That's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. That's crazy. That's a whole. Yeah. So oh, my gosh. Buns. I don't do. Yeah. Uh, sweet potato fries okay. I don't fuck with and sweet potato tater tots and regular tater tots do you do regular fries? oh I do hand cut fries oh the, oh 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 okay, and I do okay. seven different versions of hand right. cut fries uh, but I, wow. I do use those uh, three items as something I don't make got it um, but everything else everything else you're every right. sauce like, that's amazing even if we make it with mayonnaise I have to make my mayonnaise first to put it in to wow. whatever wow well, no shit is. you don't have time for a girlfriend yeah <laughs> Well, no, now I got 70 people. Oh, yeah, um, but still, you're the one overseeing all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's there's just so... Uh, so my schedule is, like, impossible. Right, and that's how probably many people are, though, in the industry, right? Well, yeah. I if mean, they're chefs and running around. If they're own. chefs and they have kids... And the kid, right, right, right. When they're off, their time is with their kids. Exactly. Even if it's in town, you know... Um, I personally create a layer between my personal life and my child. So my child does nothing. He, he knows nothing about my dating life. Right, 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 right. Unless this person becomes something significant mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's been a year invested, right. then I might introduce it. Right. But right now, he thinks dad's just, you know, hanging out, hey, doing nothing. For sure, yeah. So, and that's great. Ignorance. And that's what I want. Um, so do you have, um, do you think any of, like, the people that work for you, of the 70 people that work for you, have, like, hooked up with each other and, like, been dating? All the time. Do you know of it? Like, do oh, yeah. you, so you, you don't have a rule it. where you where where they can't date in the workplace. Or, I mean, I do. I mean, technically you do, but but you can tell that there are relationships going on. Yeah, we and then we make them aware that we know, mm-hmm. and we say if it's going to be a problem, right? Both of y'all have right. to be gone, right? But so, it's I mean it's a, I mean you're it's together. An, it's inevitable. You're there yeah, with them yeah, all the time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, you know the. Uh, uh, Industry itself is very sexual. Yeah. Um, because of the booze and just drinking a lot. It's and- because of the environment you're trying to create. I mean, most restaurants, you're trying to create this vibe. Yeah. Uh, and it starts with the staff, mm-hmm. right? So if I can get my staff loose, laughing, right, in a good right. mood, customers pick up on it right away. If they're tense and I'm yelling and I'm For up, sure. For sure. It's not that. So you want them to be loose and kind of, and that's. Food is very sexual. Maybe not Bernie's Burger Bus. No, a good burger is great foreplay. Um, But most food and drinking and all that is is very sexual. Oh, yeah. It's very oriented that. So we're uh, in the business of providing that environment. Right. We're in the business of trying to get people laid. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Anthony Bourdain (laughs) says that's probably an exact quote. Right. He's exactly right because, I mean, there's Mm -hmm. no. Um, there's no reason that people are, you know, going out on uh, the, dates. Right, right. Other than, you know, to eventually get. Exactly. Well, so do you see a lot of first dates that you're at? At Bernie's your is probably no, tough. I would love a first date at Bernie's. I, I mean, it, it's hard to tell a first date, you know. Um, mm. It's a new day and age of dating, too. Yeah. And Tinder and Bumble and all this oh, shit. Yeah. Like, but I kind of think your Heights location with a full bar, that could be a good date spot. For sure. Even because there's that. Well, although the Beller one you said does have beer and wine, which yeah. I've had the wine, I think, there. Because um, I love wine, as you can tell. <laughs> um, no, so, okay. In- interesting. So, the industry. I mean, it is. It's a very sexy industry. Is it incestuous? Like, everyone that it's. I'm sure there's a lot of, like, do you know everyone in the. I mean, everyone knows everyone. Yeah. Like, it's all. I- I came from Memphis in restaurant industry, which I felt, you know, Memphis, even though it has, you know, one plus million people. Right. Super tight, small yeah. community. Yeah. Great restaurant scene. Oh, yeah. 
Houston just as tight, even though it's I imagine six it's, times as big. Yeah, but oh, I bet. Everybody everybody. <laughs> so, you know, no offense to anybody out there listening. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. I love this. Everybody is fucking everybody. So some server has been slept with this chef and then she moved You know what's funny? Restaurant. I'm not going to name the restaurant, but there's a restaurant I used to go to a lot. I did work there, whatever. They had good Wi-Fi. And there were definitely two or three couples within, like, between the servers, the bartenders. And they, they were open about it. I mean, like, because I would become friendly with them because I was there a lot. And two of these people were together. One was having a baby. I mean, I, it makes sense. I mean, it, it, it lends itself to that. Absolutely. I mean, you're um, you're in that environment together so long. You know? Yeah. You don't meet people right, um, right. It very easily. It's hard to uh, fraternize with the patrons. Right. Um, oh, yeah. What about that? What about your your server um, with um, a, a patron? We get a, a few, like, we have a few good-looking bartenders who definitely get hit on girl-wise and guy-wise. And I'm sure they go home with them sometimes, right? Uh, I don't necessarily mean, like, right that night. But, but maybe another night. Exchange. Yeah, <laughs> numbers are exchanged. Um, I think that happens quite frequently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it makes sense, of I course. never, my, my, I was always in the back of the house, so I never got the customer. Oh, because, right, 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 right. Per se. But now you're, like, always the big service. man on campus. Like, well, you're now like, I can't do shit. Well, that's true. That's true. You can't. Now, <laughs> I, I, I don't even like, I and, even, and I, or, I mean, what I hire in age range, um, because of, of the type of business that I'm in, I don't hire career servers who are in their late 20s, mid 30s. Most of my kids are yeah. 18 to 22. I was going to say, they're probably young. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I look at them as But your managers, kids. I'm sure, maybe are a little older. Not or, really. Not even, huh? Yeah. My, my uh, I've got a manager um, who's like 30, I think is the oldest. Okay. And I have a 24, a 22, mm-hmm, a 21. Mm-hmm. You know, they're young. Right, right. No, Talented. that... Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. That's amazing. So back to, because we mentioned it a couple times, but now I'm sure people want to hear about it. So Chopped, I know you've been asked, you've probably had had so much press on this, which I know you have, and you've asked a million questions. What is something maybe someone who interviewed you asking you about Chopped that maybe people don't know? Like what's something like a little tidbit or fun fact um, about your experience on Chopped that maybe you haven't shared with the world already? Um... Fun fact. Or like, yeah, like something juicy. (laughs) Um... You know, it was uh, it was an and it was an amazing experience. Um, I uh, had a friend there, uh, first girlfriend. Oh, uh, uh, in Chicago, um, she was it. She lives in New York, and we went and hung out the night before I went and filmed my episode till like two thirty in the morning. Oh hey, so nothing happened. Oh. I wish she is gorgeous, just as gorgeous. Oh, as hi, I say hi yeah. to her. Hi, Jenny. Oh, hi, nice Jenny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she. Uh, so we had a great time hanging out, and so I was really hungover, uh, <laughs> and I had to be at a Starbucks across from. Um, What's it called? It's like uh, Chelsea Market okay, yeah. is where they film mm-hmm. Chopped on, mm-hmm. on the upstairs okay. at Chelsea Market. So you go, you meet at the Starbucks, everyone comes mm-hmm. in, and I'm hungover as shit. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to think to myself, how am I going to make it through this day? Right. Um, and so I had taken a few edibles. Ah! Oh, before Chopped? Before Chopped. Shut the fuck up. You were on edibles on this episode? Uh, my mom was the first one to comment. She oh, we got to all watch that tonight, everyone. Turn, yeah. Go pull that episode up. She, um, I'm probably not going to get invited back for the champions. <laughs> you guys should invite him back, though. Yeah. Wait, that's I'll so I'll do it even fun. double high. Yeah. No, oh, my God. That is so no, so I was funny. I didn't know what to, you know, I just didn't know what to do um, because I was gonna, I was literally, like, going to sit over a trash can the rest of the day and throw up. Right, 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 right. it was just, like, Holy three hours shit. of sleep two hours and so my brilliant brain I had just gone um to Colorado ah uh, and had some uh sour sour patch looking gummies (laughs) Um, and so I decided to eat one and uh, my mom <laughs> so she watched the episode and the second thing she after saying congratulations she's like you were high 
She's like, I can tell you. <laughs> That's I amazing. Like, I'm so sorry. Wait, is that like an exclusive piece of information that no other news? Uh, not that I'm a news outlet. <laughs> no other one. No one knows. Uh, I, I, I've told maybe three friends. Oh my god, you so, guys! That's, Wait, that's, that's really the juiciest detail. That is so good. Well, you know what's I funny? I could better stand. If, oh, that makes I'm sense. Not, that makes sense. I'm, if I'm not cooking, like I wouldn't go high to work because I have to cook for hundreds of people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but when you're cooking for like your friends, oh, or at home, yeah, or whatever. Um, there's a creativity. There's a there's for, a looseness. Yeah, that there's makes a, sense. You put a little bit more love into it for sure. Uh, and I'm only having to put four four plates. Three times. Right, right. So my thought process behind it was like, (laughs) I'm not in a rush. I don't have to cut up, you know, 50 pounds of meat and get something cooked. Right. Um, I have to I have to make four plates. Of yeah, like you can... I can fun. do this. And you won, so maybe uh, that's yeah. the key. Well, <laughs> I think it's exactly the key. Well, what's funny, I told you this before as a sort of sidebar, but so edibles, obviously, uh, they work well with you. They you, you, you are good on edibles. But when I took an edible mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, or it was a couple months ago, um, I thought I died. So I'm not sure what the, the trick is there. Mine was a five milligram um, uh, gummy, uh-huh. a sour gummy, and I took it, and I, I would have, I almost called the ambulance. Like I thought I died. Were you drinking before? I was drinking before, and I don't really smoke. So, so- <laughs> drink, drinking, if you do not get high before you drink. Um, you'll get the spins. I still do. Oh, I was I spinning weed. like I was on a fucking Ferris wheel going yeah. real fast. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're not yeah. high before you get drunk, you'll Right. Spin. Right. And, and so, my friend who I was with had the greatest time. She was... And I was having to raise some that I she probably them. smoked or ate the edible before she got drunk. Yes. And she's done edibles before. I yeah. never... I think I had one edible in college. Anyway. I've but, overdosed before and I smoke weed all the time. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, but edibles... On edibles, yeah. I feel like they should be outlawed a little bit. Like, they're real... You got to know what you're getting yourself into. That's not like I mean, smoking the pen. I, I think people should... They shouldn't be a little bit more education yes, involved. Yes. 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 You know, there should yes. be like rookie status. Yep. Take two and a half milligrams. Right, or like don't eat the whole cookie, or like right, people right. don't know that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't taste like your. Well, and the homemade ones, that's like it's a crapshoot. Yeah, exactly. You don't know where it is. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, like I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've always um, known my tolerance level based on right. what legal says. Like to these are five got milligrams. It, got it. Okay. So I know I could take twenty five milligrams yeah. and be totally fine. Right. Uh, but I get, you know, yeah, no, no one told me that before I took that. It would have been nice if they did, but um, no, right. so okay. So, the key to winning chopped is definitely being stoned. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, the so. key to winning chopped, honestly, swear to god, if anyone's gonna go on the show, is they give you five minutes or so to walk around that pantry that mm-hmm, has all the extra mm-hmm, ingredients, mm-hmm. make your menu on that shit. And then add the four ingredients to I that. see. That, so yeah, duh. I um, walked yeah, through there, and I said, I'm going to make this. I'm going to make this. Right. I'm going to make this. And then whatever's in my basket, I'll add it to Right, that. right. Because at least I know what's in the kitchen mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. So I've watched yeah. the show enough to, to see that basket of oranges is always there, the, the thing of apples. So I knew that it wouldn't change every round. It would always see. be the same thing. And so when I got in the kitchen, they said, yeah, you could walk around and look at the equipment and look in the pantry. I was like, game up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, lasered in. Wow. So your claim to fame for many people is winning chopped but what would you say aside from that or maybe not or not but just what aside from that are you like most proud of um in your career because that's obviously huge and that's what most people know because it was televised and the whole thing but what do you say um or was that your most no i think honestly i think there's a pivotal 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 role it's fine yeah <laughs> um there is a, a, a a point where uh, I got a review from a local food critic, mm-hmm. Allison Cook. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and she did this Burger Friday, and I was just a school one school bus at the time. Um, that article when she put me up there mm-hmm. against regular restaurants, and um, she kept the playing field. St- Somewhat even. I wouldn't yeah. say 100% yeah. even. Uh, because she did judge me on price. And and my biggest problem with critics, if they don't do their education on how much work and what kind of ingredients I'm buying, right. you can never, ever comment on price. Right. That's right. my opinion. Right. No, that makes but sense. But other Absolutely. than that, right. she gave me this amazing review yeah. that 
it the next day it changed it changed wow when was this uh january or february of 2011 wow so four or five months into the and do you know her personally like i do now you do yeah uh, wow. at the end before she wrote the article uh actually she did two articles it wasn't the burger friday mm-hmm. she did a burger friday followed by a full-on re- like wow review. um and she came out to lizard's lounge which is i know lizard's lounge yep i told it's right near my um i get my alterations done right yeah. next door at mary's yeah very nice place to get alterations <laughs> It's a beautiful house. <laughs> it is. A- <laughs> um, I know lizards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So lizards was the first bar I ever parked at. Uh, mm. I'll do my dinner service and late night service till three a.m. There. Wow. Uh, I built up that yuppie-ish crowd right there. Wow. Um, all the guys with the frail hats. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Polo shirts. And yeah, yeah, jeans. yep, yep, yep. Yeah, they're all the same crowd. Wow. But those are my first clientele. And I'd hand out free burgers to them because they'd be like, fuck you, $10 burger. Oh, my God. Wait, so Allison Cook, what was... Maybe because I'm drinking too much wine. What was the Allison Cook connection to Lizards? Oh, so she shows up there. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Last, um, at the end. Oh. And um, after she's done many visits, by, and uh, she shows up to Lizards, and I walk into the bar to go do something... And I noticed, you know, everyone's the same. And then I noticed this little um, uh, cute uh, older lady with glasses sitting there with a couple older guys who just, you know, they don't belong there. Right, right. This is not Um, the Lizard's Lounge crowd. And I had kind of, uh, after the Burger Friday thing, I had kind of... um, I'd seen that face. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I recognized yeah. her. I was on the bus enough. So I just walked over and I, I just said, fuck it. I'll introduce myself. And it was her. And she let me talk. And she put that part of that in the interview, which wow. I thought was fantastic. Wow. Uh, I got to tell my Shane Battier story. Got yeah. to add all that, which I felt if, um, you know, the stars weren't aligned on those two weeks, I probably would have had a pretty rough go round wow. financially because uh, I started in October 2010. Yeah. Um, back up just about eight months before that, I just started dating my son's mom mm. in Austin, doing the back and forth. So I'm trying to get a food truck ready, cook for a basketball player, dating a girl in Austin. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Shit. Um, start the food truck in October 2010. Right. Tell her this shit's popping. We're going to have... I'm never going to see you unless you move to Houston. Convince her to move to Houston. Oh, my gosh. November 2010. She gets pregnant January 2011. Mm. And so not only am I opening my first business... Oh, my gosh. In October... You have a child. (laughs) I have a child. And uh, my son's mom has a child from another marriage. Okay. uh, And he was 13 at the time. So I have a teenager. Oh, my gosh. A girl that I have to take, a girl and a teenager that I have to take over, a newborn on the way, and a brand new business with zero income coming in. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, she was, (laughs) she was, that was the key right there. So, so Allison Cook, essentially, her reviews changed the whole trajectory of your, 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 yeah, which is, that's amazing. The most fucking ironic thing in the world because I hate bloggers and reviewers when it comes to food. Hey, I used to be a blogger. (laughs) But for food, there's, no, I know, I, I get that i get that but that's amazing yeah that's a pretty big i mean that's wow okay so totally and she was chopped allison cook (laughs) yeah and i get to go back on chopped eventually um i'm thinking they're gonna do it there's four houston winners um out of the 16 that were on Mm -hmm. chopped Oh, for like a championship, like kind of. You get to go back, but it's a very like open schedule. They said it could be up to three years from when your episode. Oh, I see, I see. But we should expect to see you again. Yeah. On the TV. Oh, cool. Unless they figure out I got stoned and. And then they're like, "Fuck!" I don't know if they're listening to hashtag no filter, but if they are, if they are, that would be amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And bring it on! It's legal in most states. It is, and it's gonna be legal. It's gonna be legal everywhere. Um. So okay, soon to be wrapping up couple last things um what advice would you give to it's twofold first what advice would you give to someone um wanting to break into your industry um never do a fucking food truck unless you (laughs) live in austin Mm -hmm. dallas california somewhere where the laws provide you the ability to have some consistency in location Mm -hmm. houston requires you to move yeah Uh, so open up 
go cheap rent. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate to say that to, to uh, you know, a lot of people think that um, A locations is the place to be, but uh, real estate, commercial real estate prices suck. Yep. And um, unless you have a high end concept that's going to do, you know, three to six million dollars a year, you, you need sure. to find a place that you're renting for less than seven thousand dollars a month. Yeah. OK. Uh, um, Makes sense. Uh, so go small. Start off small. Start small. Uh, get a small footprint. Um, sign small leases with good um, extensions. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Start your menu off small. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people that try and sense. do too much too fast. Uh, when I opened, I had two burgers and two really, burgers. yeah, that was it. Wow, you have, I have a lot, lot more now. <laughs> but we get confident. Yeah, exactly. But we start say, small. We can, we can execute. Right. We can execute this one. Run we or walk just, before you run. <laughs> yeah, crawl before you walk. Or crawl before you walk. Even crawl, crawl before you walk. Yeah, crawl before. You okay, walk. so. Yeah. No, I um, I would say definitely uh, that. And one of the best piece of advices that anyone could give me is if you're going to start a restaurant of any kind, mm-hmm. um, you want to feed the masses so that you can eat with the classes. Because if you feed the classes, you eat with the masses. And so don't wow. go do that fine dining shit first because you make zero money and you're going to be living with... Uh, on a super tight budget, go do something. So feed the masses. Feed the masses. I did burgers. I'm not... My passion is food in general, but my passion is to cook something new every day. Uh, My goal, Bernie's is my stepping stone into my passion project. Yep, yep, yep. But I always was told, feed the masses, because you... In this industry, you work off very little profit. The big boys... Big boys make 20% net profit. Uh, The average mom and pop shop makes anywhere from 6 to 10%. Wow. So you work your butt off for very little. So if you're going to do it, go big or go home. And be passionate about it, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, go big or go home. Go big or, right. I'm I'm growing because I know I can consistently do it. Yeah. Working at one store in... Uh, seven to nine locations in the Houston area yeah. and not ever jeopardize my standards of quality. Right. Um, and uh, the bigger um, that I'm getting, the more quality of people that I'm acquiring on my team, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. easier it is for me to keep that consistency because right. now I get to spread the talent out. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's very good advice. Um, and now what would be your advice if you were um, to date in your industry? Meaning someone who's already in your industry and dating. <laughs> um, uh, be upfront and honest. Yeah. About your, uh, about your schedule. About and your, your schedule. What your, and what your love is. Yeah. You know, you have a passion. If you're a cook and, and you're aspiring to be a chef who owns your, his own restaurant, you're going to have to put in all these hours. Mm-hmm. Let them know ahead of time. Mm-hmm. If they mm-hmm. want to go down that game with you, you've done everything in your power to at least give them right. uh, the, the opportunity out. Right. Uh, because you've let them know, like, look, you know, if me hanging out with you between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. is going to work for you, then great. Because right. that's what I'm offering. But if not, it but might not, not work. Let's not. Yeah. 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 Let's, just let's, be upfront. Just Which should upfront. really be advice for anyone in any sort of. <laughs> yeah. But especially your world. I mean, it sounds like the schedules, everything. And I think people, the, yeah, I think people need to know the passion. Yeah. People need to know that there's, there's a level. And that's attractive though. Like someone might be like, I'm down with only seeing you maybe once a week or what. I mean, if you're, you know, I think it's best. You can hope. You can hope, but you don't you know. Okay. I'm so. Thir- I'm thirty. 39 and single. Uh, 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 so that's your choice. That's been working. <laughs> it's been um, working just the way I think it uh, Okay, before we totally wrap up, you've been in the press recently. Some people might know. Some people have read the articles. Some people have not. Honestly, I'm fucking confused. Like, I don't... What's the deal? Like, I read an article about you recently. Like, can you just, like, clear it up and, like, what is the deal? Because yeah. I don't know. Bas- basic terms. Like, layman's terms. Yeah, yeah, very basic. Um, I opened up when I had one bus and two buses and three buses. Mm-hmm. I still had one LLC, one okay. company. When I expanded into restaurants... For insurance purposes, I was told I needed to build separate companies. Right. So Bernie's in Bel Air is its own company, own tax ID number. Got it. The buses 
have their own company and tax ID number. Got it. When I opened up Katie, I had to open up a new LLC, new tax ID number, all that. Mm-hmm. When I do payroll, I have to do it for each mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. separately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I send it in to one of the largest fucking payroll companies in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that if I had different tax ID numbers, mm-hmm. a person could work at my Bel Air location and work 30 hours right. and get a check. And then they can go to my Katie location and work 30 hours and get a check. And I could pay them the same time. Right. Like if they're making 17 an hour, which most of my cooks make a f- just as good as anyone. A decent buck. <laughs> any, anyone in the industry, mm-hmm. I'll keep up with any fine dining place. Right, right. Because I want to keep, I don't want to, um, I don't want to train people. No, I want to keep right. consistency. Yeah. So I offered them, hey, you can come work here during the day and you can work here at night mm-hmm. my night my daytime people over here can come work over here at night yeah and so what we did is we did this big flip-flop thing right. and everyone and they were down with they wanted to do that they didn't like, want to work for me they didn't want to go get a second job everybody in my industry has to have a second job oh. so what they want to do is they want to stay working for me and i told them i can't afford overtime i can't just let you sit at bel-air right. for 16 hours a day right. five days a week I could oh, so you were upfront about this. You were like, I can't pay you overtime. Like, you can go work here. It's a separate thing. Like, yeah. they knew all the... Okay. Yeah. And so, as this is all happening, and I'm sending this into this large-ass payroll yeah. company, I'm not getting any feedback from anybody telling me I'm doing something wrong. So, flash forward... A year and a half after I opened the Katie store, I hired a director of operations Uh um, to help me grow and do the business side. Within the first two weeks of him being there, he said, dude, that's illegal. If they work it, it it doesn't matter because even though they have different tax ID numbers, different names and different entities, they're doing business as the same company and it's got to be considered overtime. I said, shit. But you had no idea. I had no idea. I said, I worked for a guy, the first guy I worked for who opened up mm-hmm. a second restaurant mm-hmm. and I'd work hours there and get one check and I'd work hours there. Like it was totally check. like you did not know. This no one is not, knows No that. one knows. Why would you know? Who would know and that? Who right. gives you, no one gives you a fucking handbook when you open your business right. and say you can't do this. Right. Update nice, me on tax but... law. Um, right. So... And here's the, the the onus, in my opinion, is on the payroll company. When they process the check that is getting sent to all one address so that we could divvy it up amongst the stores and make it easier for our right. employees who are getting two checks to just get two envelopes, they never said a word to us. Right. And then when we ask them that, all they do is send us the letter that we signed saying there's no... Uh, liability we you signed off on any of course we just do what we are supposed to so largest in the world wow okay so this is probably we're not not with them anymore by the way I I hope not but this probably has happened other situations like you where they have multiple locations and different LLCs and all the all the time this happens a lot so why why so my guy sees it we fix it immediately yeah in the first 30 days of him starting for me we fix it Five months later, we get audited by the Department of Labor. Oh, gosh. So they go back and they see we have five months of clean books and that we have a year and a half where we are paying through these employees to different entities. Right, So... We already knew we made the mistake. We told them up front when they came in and did the Right. It's not like you were trying to hide this. No. We cleaned it up. We fixed it. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I'd work for other places. We were very honest. That's why they never fined us. That's why they never took us to court. We said, well, right. we have no problem paying these yeah. people for our mistake. Yeah. Uh, it sucks because we were all under the assumption that everyone was already paid, but I didn't. I made a mistake. I will pay for right. my mistake. Right, right. And so um, that was back in 2016. Then oh. Univision oh. gets a hold of a tax record and sees that a settlement has been made with the Department of Labor. Right. And they decided uh, to come okay. out with the story like three weeks ago. Oh, so you, this is not like a new thing. Like, no. you dealt with this. Like, the, we a- a- agree. Right. 
we weren't fine. We set up a payment schedule. They said, I need you to give these people their checks over a year. And you did. Uh, we're about you're 80 doing per, it. Right. We're about 80%. We're still right. following the schedule. Right, right. Because um, it started at I the end see. of 2016. And so we are finishing uh, the payment schedule yeah. or whatever. And here's the crazy part. Most of those employees still work for me. Right. And even the more crazy part is, if you go to those employees, they all came up to me and wanted to hand back that check because they understood. Oh, I got chills. Because they knew, like, we didn't do, we weren't no, trying to fuck them not. over. We were just like, if you want to keep working for us, we'll just put you wow. wherever you want. So we had to, you know, sit down, have this huge oh, meeting, gosh. explain to people. The media likes a story. They yeah. just want to... Well, and here's the thing, and I'm not trying to relate this to anything um, because there's a ton of negativity going on about a lot of people in the news, but a lot of it is... is um, and, and, and look, there's a lot of fucking pe- horrible people out there yeah. right, that do things like I'm doing. And on do purpose. And, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's a lot of, of stories that just come out about yep. allegations. Yep. And it the- automatically assumes guilt on the person. Yep. And what sucked for me was my PR, my lawyer, they all want me to shut my fucking mouth. And yeah. not talk about the company right. that really could have solved my problem a long time ago and should because they paid the taxes to the government that right. they right. Uh, keep me in compliance with yeah. all the laws uh, for for federal mm-hmm. and FICA mm-hmm. and all that they're, they're abreast of every law that the IRS has I'm not uh, I, and like I said when I started Bernie's and I got my tax ID number right. They never sent me a book. Right. Would be nice if they did. Then you would have understood. But or or known. It's such a shame then that because I mean when I I don't I saw the article I'm like I don't really understand this whatever and then I knew we were going to talk anyway and I was going to ask you but that's a shame because some people read they believe what they read they don't they don't want you know so that that yeah wow okay so. Yeah. Thank you for explaining that. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, uh, and I and I hope I was on Michael Berry's show. He mm-hmm. called me because he had the same problem. Oh, um, and he contacted. Well, he had he had the same kind uh, kind of problem with the control. Yeah, but. Um, you know, he was. Uh, I've had so many people after talking about it with him uh, tell me like, "Thanks, man, you saved me." Because they're doing it wrong. I was just gonna say a lot of people listening that are in. They're your, doing it wrong. Yep. And and it's because, and you didn't know and they didn't no, know. No. And and um, mm. it, what sucks is thank God I have a thriving business mm-hmm. that's growing. Mm-hmm. Because if I would have got hit with that sixty three thousand dollar fine at a time I wasn't mm. doing well, mm. I would have I would have had to um, let go of at that time for thirty five to forty employees. Oh, wow. You know, close down shop. And, oh, and let go of all these people and Ugh. all these people's livelihoods yeah. for a mistake. For a mistake. It's exactly. You were not doing any. It's a mistake. It it's happens. It's a mistake. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for clearing that up. My pleasure. And on a lighter note, what's next for Bernie's Burger Bus? What's the next so, plan? So our lease, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is uh, uh, just happened, is going to be the newest um, store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's going to be in the Sugarland, Missouri City area. Awesome. Uh, um, right on the border there on yeah. Highway 6. Yeah, congratulations. Um, thank very you very cool, much. Very cool, very uh, cool. When will that open? I mean, you just signed the lease, I guess. But Yeah, my guess is end or first of the year. Oh, it's, nice. It's a okay. second generation space, so we okay. don't have a ton to do, but uh, we have to wait for permits. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, all that. Awesome, that's minute. exciting. Yeah, and so we're looking the... at a fifth. Oh, um, can you say I where? Can't. No, okay. But <laughs> what I will tease everybody with Get ready, guys. is this is the going to be the most exciting Bernie's we've ever done. It's going to be in one of the most unique locations we've ever done. And it's going to have a menu that's different than... It's going to be a Bernie's Burger Bus, but it's going to have a menu that's different than any Bernie's out there. So when will you be able to share details on such a thing? Because that's Um, exciting. I got to sign the lease. Oh, okay, okay. So Uh, We're working on that. That's so exciting. So we have a letter of intent. Um, Those take normally, you know, 30 to 60 days depending on the negotiations. So whatever we say. Very exciting. Oh, so you have a lot coming up. Always. Okay, well, before we wrap up, I like to do a little... um, rapid fire, quick fire, whatever you want to call it, round, and um, you won't have much time to think. Just answer as it comes to you. Ready. Um, some are silly, some are not. Uh, beach or mountains? 
uh, mountains. Lake or ocean? Lake. If you could have drinks, or in your case, if you could cook for anyone, or have anyone in your in Bernie's Burger Best, living or dead, who would it be? Wow, uh, James Beard. Oh yes, that makes sense. Okay, and you would cook for him. You would want to. I would want. I mean, yeah. I think uh, for American cookery. Yeah. He's uh, he's he the number. He's one. the the mecca. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Um, who would you want if there was going to be a movie about you and your story? Who would you want to? Who would you want to play you? Brad Pitt. Duh. Oh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> Brad Pitt or David Beckham. Ah, oh, yeah. David Beckham. You know? Yeah, that's a that's a toss up. Or that's a child tough. that the two of them had to get. Yeah, either either way. Yeah. I mean, I'd want, <laughs> of course, I'd want to look my best. Right, of course. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, you guys can't see me now, but I do have the same six pack. <laughs> he does. He yeah. totally does. And he has some awesome tattoos, by the way. Yeah. So he's actually Jewish. I'm Jewish, as you all know, probably by now. And he has a. What is that? A pig? It's you said a pig. it's a pig. I don't even. I mean, I need to take a picture and put it on my Instagram. A pig, but it 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 has the name of each part of the pig in it. But right next to it is a Jewish star, and then above it is his, a mom, something for his mom, yeah. which is just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's all good. And the six pack. Um, okay, what is your um, idea? The ideal best first date for you? Like, not you know, just dinner and a movie, drinks and this. What's your what's your ideal first date? Uh. Someone that I can't stop talking to. Oh my god, I got chills. That's a great answer. But it's true. So you don't care where you are, what you're doing. You just want. If to I'm talk. that interested, right? That's fucking awesome. Hundred percent agree. Very hard. Uh, <laughs> um, obviously, but but I'm but that thirty nine and still single <laughs> by choice, yeah. right? Um, okay, what? If you were told you only have one more meal before you die, what's your last meal on earth? last meal on earth from a person that is alive or dead yes dream big dream big I would want a meal by Paul Bocuse or James Beard or a a duo and what what food would it be Uh, pig related pig related love it okay probably at least from the head area the cheek the collar Okay. Very interesting. Delicious. I was a vegetarian for like two months, uh, but now I'm, in, I'm back into red meat. <laughs> I tried. Back. It didn't work. Yeah. No, I, I tried the whole vegetarian thing and or, and then I tried the vegan thing and I fucking love red meat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, but um, um, yeah, into it. Okay. Yeah. I love all Thanks. kinds of vegetables too. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he got his six pack. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, I think I might, or no, I don't know if I know. Okay. Who is your favorite chef in the world? Or who you uh, most look up to? Or who, who's your, your everything? Um, favorite chef in the world has got to be uh, a tie between Daniel Balud or Thomas Keller. Okay, I don't know Thomas Keller, but I know Daniel Balud. Thomas Keller has a bunch of restaurants, most known for the French Laundry. Oh, I know French Laundry. I've been there. Oh, but I didn't know that was Tom. I don't know. I didn't know who the Thomas chef was. Keller. Can I so. just say though, I actually, I didn't, I didn't love it. Yeah. I, because I was a vegetarian at the time, so I got the vegetarian ah. menu. I didn't eat anything. Like I didn't. I okay, but Thomas Keller French Laundry. I feel like a dumbass. I didn't know that. Okay. Well, for me. Um, his cookbook, the French Laundry Cookbook, which is by far one of the most oh, I'm sure it's, yeah, um, and technique, just amazing. Uh, yeah. He is definitely of my generation of cooks, guys in our late 30s. Yeah. Uh, he's who we aspire to. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's um, like the that restaurant is the everything. Well, and and you know, you know, his predecessor, uh, his. Um, uh, Grant Atkins uh, of Alinea in Chicago, mm-hmm. um, who worked for Thomas Keller, who right. worked for um, uh, uh, what's his name, Ferran Adria uh-huh. of uh, El Bulli. Uh-huh. Um, He's, you know, he's got a three Michelin star restaurant in Chicago. Yeah. Um, and some can say that he is better than his mentor. Wow. So, okay. Uh, I had okay. an amazing experience at Alinea. It wasn't. Yeah. You know, the thing about fine dining is food is not the f- is not a hundred percent the focus. Not at all. It's the whole experience. And and we're, that's where I had my problem. So when I'm done selling Bernie's, mm-hmm. what is um, my ultimate dream mm-hmm. is to create. Uh, basically this island mm-hmm. uh, in my kitchen mm-hmm. where people sit 
and I hand that meal over to them. Yes. I get to explain. Just like when I was a personal chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some of the best meals I, love I that. know him and his friends had were sitting at that island. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to pour their wine. Yeah. Choose it for them. Mm-hmm. Explain to what farmer yep. why I went there. Mm-hmm. Why I called Rick at Honolulu uh, Seafood in Hawaii. Oh my gosh. Fish overnighted for this dinner that they're having right. tonight. Um, oh, that, you have to do this. This experience was, and, and, but you can't make money. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because uh, I, I want to work with talented motherfuckers. Right, right, right. Uh, right. So I will hire the best chefs because uh, I want to continue my education. Yeah, exactly. Because um, I, I will say something. And I want to be around young people. Young people have better right. ideas than old people. I know it sells. Yeah, yeah. I can you write know, a menu you know, that sells. Yeah, yeah. But, it's, but some of these fine dining places, um, you know, I have a couple of friends. I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a big foodie, but I have a couple of friends that are like the, the, the first time, you know, um, uh, what's the one here? Ox, Ox, Oxhart? Oh, Oxhart. Oh, and I think a couple of them. But Justin I, Yu. Awesome. Justin Yu. Oh, yeah. Amazing. I'm, I'm, better, I love. Better food at better luck tomorrow. Oh, but I like better. I've only had drinks there, but. Get the fucking patty melt. Oh, really? I, lo- I, I bur- love I, that. I, I, I own drink- a burger place, so I'm telling you to eat it there. Wow. But, I okay. mean, uh, he's, he's. He's dropped that layer of stuffiness. Well, that's exactly what I was The reason I don't love fine dining restaurants is I find them very stuffy. And I am clearly very rah, loud, whatever. But I, And I just don't feel myself in these restaurants. Like, I feel like I, I, I don't know what fork to use. Like, I, you know, not like I'm, what's her reason, pretty woman, like Julie Roberts, where I don't know anything. But I just, I could do it. But that's not what's, that's not authentic to me. Like, I don't, you know, so the idea that you'd be around your kitchen but having this fine dining meal, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, casual. Love it. Love it. I love oh, it. So not, but fine, fine dining. In terms I want of- it to be a tasting menu. Setup, right, right, right. Um, because I want people to experience what I thought I got best at the market that day. Yeah. Um, and I want them to have a lot of different yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I want to be very casual. I love that. Please I want do people that to come in later. And, like a sundress. Yes, and yes. And, I can't. And just like they're coming but, to my house because here's the, yes. I envision them walking into my dining, like my my foyer. Yeah, yeah. I, I see them being issued off into a little bar area with couches. Yes. You know, be casual. Yes. Uh, a turntable playing good music. Please um, do this, and then going into the going in and having the dinner into the, the kitchen. Love it. Yeah. Please do that. Well, that's amazing. You're so interesting. Thank, Thank you, you so. This is Appreciate so. This is this was great. We might have to have you back again when you can announce where your next maybe place uh, is, and then we can talk about more things. Awesome. <laughs> um, or if he's on chopped again. But anyway, thank you so so much for My being pleasure. here. Thank you guys so much for listening as always. Do you, are you on Instagram? I am. What's your burger underscore ninja? Burger underscore ninja, and that's your personal one. Yeah. And then Bernie's Burger Bus, Bernie's I assume, has. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so follow Justin, and I'm of course Julie Lauren 14. You can follow me there. And thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you very soon. Bye. Hey, America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com.